and welcome into the latest edition of the Sharpshooters, hosted by yours truly, David Schuster. And we're, of course, as always, brought to you by DraftKings. And you've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is very simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion, that's billion with a B, $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. It's only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Now I'm solo today. But there's plenty of news in the world of basketball. And we start with the NBA Finals as the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. They're playing a series that's a lot better than a lot of people thought. They have now completed four games. The series is tied at two games apiece. Both teams winning uh, and capturing games on their home court. So both teams have uh, held serve on their home court. And the final three games, uh, if there goes a seven-game series, Two will be in Phoenix and one will be in Milwaukee. Right now, this series is up for grab. And once again, it has been very, very exciting and very close. Game five is coming up on Saturday night. Meanwhile, the U.S. Olympic men's team is currently just one and two through their first three games. And a lot of people are already panicking because the United States team lost its first two games to Nigeria Yes, I said Nigeria, and also to Australia. Now, Australia does have a few NBA players of its own, but Nigeria was a real eye-raiser to a lot of people because, let's face it, they're not exactly known as a basketball power. And way back, and I do mean way back in 1992, the Dream Team beat Nigeria by 83 points. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, this team was just put together very quickly, the U.S. team, and so give it a chance to, you know, get their legs underneath them and, and start playing together as a team. But uh, we'll see as time goes on. And, yes, these are only exhibition games with the Olympics still to come, but this is not the strongest United States team ever put together. And it's definitely a size factor in the middle that might cause them some ultimate problems. There really is no true center on this roster. And even though Kevin Durant, who, of course, is going to score a lot of points, he's a seven-footer, but he's not known as a rim protector. And Kevin Love at 6'9", is not really either. So the United States has plenty of firepower in Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, and Zach Levine of the Bulls, but size or lack thereof could come back to haunt them before the Olympics is over. Now, there will be some additions eventually still joining this team, Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday, but those three will be coming straight from the NBA Finals, and they'll be dead tired, especially if they <laughs> go play seven games, and then they got to travel all the way over to Tokyo to play some, some games in the Olympics. So we'll see how that pans out. And now comes some late word that Beal has gone into uh, covid protocol and he will not even travel to japan so a gold medal is no sure thing this time around for the united states men's basketball team nor is it for the ladies u.s team even though that team is loaded with talent but they lost an exhibition game on wednesday night 
although it was to a uh, squad of fellow WNBA players. And the world has caught up to the United States in both men's and women's hoops. And the days of complete supremacy, well, those days are long gone. Speaking of ladies' hoops, how about Candace Parker, who is from the Chicagoland area? She's currently uh, on the Chicago sky of the WNBA. She has been named one of the faces of NBA 2K. That's quite an honor. She's the first female to get that honor, and it's very richly deserved. Parker is the only two-time award winner of the USA Today High School Player of the Year. Of course, that's when she was at Naperville Central. She won back-to-back titles at Naperville Central in the state, and then she went on to college where she led the University of Tennessee to not one but two national titles, and so far in the pros, and she still has a lot of years still to go, she's won one NBA title, she's a two-time league MVP, she's a six-time WNBA All-Star, she also has a Rookie of the Year award to her credit, numerous scoring records, and take it from me, Candace Parker can really hoop, whether she's female or male, it doesn't really make a difference, She can flat out play basketball, and it's a pleasure watching her play. Now, back to the NBA. The Orlando Magic have named Jamal Mosley as its new head coach, and he's looking forward to having a pair of lottery picks in the upcoming NBA draft. Of course, one of those first-round lottery picks is courtesy of the Bulls after the Bulls traded for Nikola Vucevic, and they had to give up one of their first-round picks to get him. Chauncey Billups recently got the Portland Trail Blazers head coaching job, and the Blazers also named Scott Brooks as Billups' lead assistant. That's a really good move on their part, is obviously Brooks has uh, coached a couple of different teams uh, in the NBA, and he'll certainly help out Billups uh, to get accustomed and acclimated to his job. And also being added to that Portland Trail Blazers assistant coaching staff, Roy Rogers, who used to previously be with the Bulls. Two job openings still available in the NBA, the New Orleans Pelicans and the Washington Wizards. And I would anticipate both those jobs will be filled in the very near future. Back to the Bulls. Nary a peep has come out of the Advocate Center as experts are trying to figure out what our tourist Carnicious will do to fortify his roster. Now, we do know that there won't be any first round pick. However, there is at least a slim possibility that he could trade into the first round by giving up one of his current players on his roster. That's not very likely. Rumors do persist, however, that the Bulls will pony up a ton of money for a restricted free agent point guard, Lonzo Ball. But listen, there are three things working against that even happening. Number one, New Orleans can match any offer that Ball would get even though they say that if it's too rich of an offer, they won't do it. We'll wait and see if that occurs. Number two, the Bulls would have to dump salary to even make an offer, meaning goodbye likely to Lowry Markinen and possibly also to Thaddeus Young. And number three, and this might be the most important one of all, Ball might not even want to come to Chicago to be in the Bulls organizations. There are other rumors that say he wants to play for Tom Thibodeau and the Knicks at Madison Square Garden in New York. Apparently, Daniel Tice doesn't want to play here in Chicago either. That's the word going around. And he'll be wooed by numerous other teams. He is a restricted free agent. The Charlotte Bobcats are front and center as far as potentially wooing his services. Now, the Bulls likely... Uh, would bring in former second-round pick Marco Simonovic over from Europe to fill that spot on the roster. Karnishevich could also make a trade to get a point guard. There are further rumors uh, concerning players 
Um, you know, obviously they would have to give up somebody on their current roster. Now, one player being mentioned as at least a trade possibility coming from the Lakers is point guard Dennis Schroeder, who likely will be looking for a new fat contract. Isn't it amazing that money continues to make the world go round? Other news around the NBA, Kawhi Leonard underwent successful ACL surgery. He's out indefinitely. Now, the Clippers, they never did announce during the playoffs his injury uh, during the postseason, but you pretty much knew it was a knee injury and it was serious, and it's highly doubtful that he will be ready by the beginning of next season. And in spite of saying that Ben Simmons will be on Philadelphia's team next season, now comes word that the Sixers are indeed looking around the league for a trading partner. This after Simmons really bombed out in the postseason against Atlanta and repeatedly either passed up shots from the perimeter or missed them badly. And he was terrible at the free throw line as well, shooting under 40% during that series. Now the 76ers are looking to... Uh, uh, acquire a fellow all-star guard in return for Simmons and, and further uh, names on the potential trading block. How about Sacramento supposedly putting De'Aaron Fox on the trading block? Uh, Fox, obviously a high scoring guard and Sacramento, remember, had a very high scoring backcourt. So with all the other guys that they have on their backcourt, maybe Fox is the one ultimately that will go. And finally, how about this website, Stadium Talk, came out with its top 50 high school teams of all time, and it's definitely a very impressive list. Now, some of the greatest players ever were part of great high school teams. Uh, many local Chicago teams were near the top of this list. Let's start with uh, Derek Rose and his Simeon team, which won back-to-back -back high school titles in the 90s. Now, Rose was uh, the state's Mr. Basketball, and he also was a McDonald's All-American, But uh, and they did win a couple of titles. Now, he was actually one of the lowest teams of, from the Chicagoland area that made this list. Going further up the list, Proviso East with the three amigos, those three amigos being Sherelle Ford, Michael Finley, and Donnie Boyce. They won titles in 90 and 91. And by the way, all three of those players uh, were drafted by the NBA. That was a very, very impressive team both then and now. Still going further up the list, Thornridge, led by Quinn Buckner, they had a perfect 33-0 season in 1971 and 72. Now, Buckner may be the all-time ultimate winner. He captured not only a high school title, he won an NCAA title at Indiana under Bobby Knight. He won an Olympic gold medal, and he also won an NBA title with the Boston Celtics. So that's titles in high school, college, the pros, and the Olympics. Once again, Quinn Buckner may be the all-time winningest player in Chicago or Illinois state history. But the highest local team on the list was the 1994-95 Farragut team with the incredible duo of Kevin Garnett and Ronnie Fields. Garnett, of course, was the national player of the year that year. If you remember, he played most of his high school career and actually comes from the South Carolina area, but he had a relative that lived in Chicago and he wanted to test himself against better competition. So he transferred, he played his senior year, only one year in high school here in the Chicago land area. He went to Farragut. He teamed up with Ronnie Fields, who may be the most exciting high school player ever from the state of Illinois. Uh, Fields was just unbelievable. He had incredible le leaping ability. He could dunk from all over the place. Unfortunately, we'll never know how good of a player he would have come because his career pretty much came to an end at the end of high school as he broke his neck in an auto accident right at the end of his senior year. Now, again, I mentioned earlier on, there were some great, great players 
but they still were not at the very top of the list. Will Chamberlain from the uh, state of Kansas and Lou Cinder from Power Memorial in, uh, in the Bronx in New York, they had undefeated teams in high school, but they were not anywhere near the top of this list. So again, it's very um, arbitrary. The number one team on this list was the 1988-89 St. Anthony teams from New Jersey, led by Bobby Hurley. Now, this is a great high school team. There's no question about it. They did win 50 straight games over a two-year period. But for my money, I would take any of the local teams that I've already made mention of from the Chicagoland area. I would take the Will Chamberlain team. I would take the Lou Cinder team. Maybe the Lou Cinder team just because he's Lou Cinder and he dominated like uh, unlike anybody else ever at the high school level. I would take them maybe as the top teams of all time. Anyway, that will do it for now. I appreciate you listening. We'll be back here on Sharpshooters sometime in the very near future. Thanks for listening.